Hello, welcome back to the Gonzo Tonight Show. I'm your host, Alex, and today we are doing a different kind of episode on my Instagram someday, recently, the other day. I asked a question, one of those little Ask Alex J. Gonzo question things. Basically, I wanted to hear questions you guys had about current events that you wanted me to answer on the show. And um, I have most of them. (laughs) uh, What that means is that a lot of them got lost. Um, I remember the important ones, though. I I know the important ones. I have those here. Oh, sounds like someone's in my house, but it's not. Okay. Anyway, there's something going on outside. It sounded like someone broke into my house. It's no big deal. Stay strapped. But anyway, like I was saying, uh, you guys asked some questions. There were some good questions. There were some not so good questions. And there were some questions that didn't even relate to uh, current events. So (laughs) I won't answer those types of questions right now. I think sometime in the future I will. But right now we're sticking to current event questions. I will be open to uh, personal questions uh, at some point because I know you guys like me uh, like when I talk about those but uh, let's see let's start with um, the funniest this one this one is kind of like a it doesn't really pertain to the topic of current events but you know I'll let this one slide someone asked me to talk about the Karen situation and I was like, can you be more specific? And uh, this guy explained that he wanted me to talk about how, <laughs> I guess, it's not really a, it's not really a real um, issue. It's just kind of like, it's you guys know what I'm talking about. People calling, you know, middle-aged, uh, complaining women, <laughs> uh, Karen, basically. You know, you know what Karen means. Um People calling, you know, middle-aged women Karen uh, as an insult, I guess, kind of like an insult. Um, and uh, I guess people are saying that calling someone a Karen is just as bad as saying the N-word. And my first thought is, okay, that's not true. And here's why. Because you said Karen... But you didn't say the N word, so right there, I automatically know that Karen is not even. As, it's it's almost laughable. Seriously, um, you know, calling someone Karen is kind of like a a funny, like harmless way of saying, okay, you're being you're you're going over the top right now. You're uh, being you're taking things too far. You're recording someone who is parked like a little bit too far left in their parking space or whatever the case may be. You guys know what I'm talking about. You've seen the crazies, um, the crazy Karen videos. And I think, I think, uh, well, first, first thing is people should just, you know, mind their own business, especially if no one is in immediate danger or in immediate harm. If someone's harming another person, I, I advocate for stepping in. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, if someone like parks with their tire on the line of the parking spot and Karen gets out and starts yelling and recording and 
saying she's going to call the cops and don't move and don't, don't leave. I'm going to call the cops and all that. Like that's, you know, totally uncalled for. And I think all Karen's should be locked up next, more serious topic. Uh, a popular asked question. Uh, you guys wanted me to make a presidential election prediction. Okay. Um, long story short, I, 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 there's, there's just no way, there's no plausible way that I see Joe Biden, Sleepy Joe, beating Donald Trump. There's no way. And there's many, many reasons why that's true. The first and most obvious one, I think, being his mental state, Joe Biden's mental state. It goes without question that Joe Biden has some mental issues, whether it's memory loss, dementia, whatever the case may be. Go watch any of his 2020 speaking videos and any any rally he's done rally any um press conference he's done any live stream and you'll find you know montages or just even the full clip of this guy stuttering saying things that shouldn't be said doesn't even know where he is doesn't even know what position he's running for um you know my name is Joe Biden. I'm running for Democratic Senate. Uh, stuff like that, and 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 crazy stuff too. Um, there's the, the one of the popular ones is when Joe Biden said that poor kids are just as bright and talented as white kids, and he didn't really correct himself. Like if you watch the video, it kind it kind of. You know, it seems like he might have recognized what he said, but I think he was just totally out of it and, you know, didn't like actually catch himself. You know what I'm saying? But he said that poor kids are just as bright and talented as white kids. Okay, so you're saying that all poor kids are minorities and all white kids are rich, all rich kids are white. Like, what are you, what are you saying here? And crazy stuff like that. That was, pro- that's probably the most famous one. I think there was, there's a few other ones where he, I was just like, oh, he said, uh, this, this one, he said, um, he was talking to, he was having like a, a zoom call with a, a with an African-American guy and he was asking him questions and, uh, you know, towards the end, um, he said the, the, the black guy said, you know, we, we have, uh, some stuff to think about, you know, I'm glad you talked to us. I will be, you know, talking again soon. And then Joe Biden goes, um, well, uh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you got a problem figuring out whether you're for, for me or for Trump, then you ain't black. And the guy was like, Oh, haha!" Like kind of laughed it off. But he basically said that, you know, if you don't outright fully support me, then you're not black basically saying he's basically enforcing the stigma that 
the Democrats own the black vote, basically. That that black people have to vote Democrat. And that right there is just you know, that that's an example of systemic racism. There's a there's a misconception that the Democratic Party is the party of the black man. And more and more people are coming to realize that that's simply not the case and that the Democrats have not only done nothing for the black community, but quite the opposite. If anything, you know, Barack Obama actually put our country, as far as race relations go, backwards. We were on a, a trend. We were on an upward trend, I think. And he put us backwards because of... Oh, man. <laughs> I, I think that with the welfare program in general is... It can it can be good. It can be good for some people. But if there's no incentive to get off of it and to work and to, you know, have progress, then we see more poverty. And... I again, like I said, if if there's some people out there that absolutely need welfare, whether it's for a period of time or if they're disabled or whatever the case may be, but there's some people of of all races and genders ever all around the country that take advantage of the system basically are too lazy to go to work and just want to get uh you know a check every month. And they'll find ways to get on welfare. And, uh, you, you know, it's just not only that, too, but, of course, there's a misconception that the reason race relations are so bad is actually the president's fault, the current president, President Trump. And I realize that you turn on the TV and all you see is Donald Trump said this, Donald Trump said this, Donald Trump said that. But ever since he announced his campaign in like 2015, the media and the Democrats just went after him and everything he said, they they took it and they ran with it. They made it seem worse than it actually was or they trained their listeners to think a certain way, to think that what he said was wrong. But then, at the core of his message, all he's trying to do is protect all Americans to help this country prosper economically, which he has done a great job of, even in, in, in sight of uh, COVID. I think we, COVID was definitely a big game changer, but I think that he, he did an okay job, the president, and you know, obviously, it doesn't all fall on him. Um, but before COVID, of course, everything is great. I think that we are going to be able to recover under former years of Donald Trump, in my opinion. Um, just now realizing that I'm kind of going a little far away from the question. Because the original question, let me go back to that, was who do I think would win? Long story short. President Trump has so much more support, maybe not like obvious support, like, you know, people coming out and sharing it all over the media and stuff, but so much silent support and 
what's crazy too is when I go on uh, TikTok, yeah, sometimes I do, and I see all these like young kids, um, young conservative kids that I thought didn't exist anymore coming out in support of Trump. That's kind of like an example of that. I was driving to the beach uh, to Ponce Inlet. If you're familiar with that area near Daytona, you go over the bridge to uh, um, to get to A1A. And the intercoastal there, uh, it goes over the intercoastal. And I'm driving and I see like people parked on the side, the very edge of the bridge, the edge of the bridge. And I'm like, what's going on? And I look out in the water, hundreds of boats on both sides, parade style, all waving Trump flags, American flags, all this stuff. I'm like, what the heck? And you can look it up too. These these parades happen like almost every weekend now. They always find a reason to do it. But there's so much support for the president right now so much unseen support and the the, the last thing the media is going to do is give you an honest report because if it looks like the president has overwhelming support then it doesn't fit their narrative it, it it's, it's going to scare their listeners i don't know i don't know what the reasoning is i i think personally if i was them i would be like trump has so many supporters He's projected to win the presidency. Therefore, you guys need to go out and vote. That's what I would do. Reverse psychology. Not just straight up lie to people. And I think that the media is going to hand him the election. Quite honestly. Because people are tired of them lying. Not just about this, but about everything else. About what's going on with Black Lives Matter today. Um, and that actually, I'm going to go ahead and go into the next question. Which was, um, why... Do some people hate Black Lives Matter, the movement Black Lives Matter, I think. That's somewhat what the question was. Why do people hate the Black Lives Matter movement? And I I can't speak for everyone, but I think what I have been seeing in the, you know, on on social media, um, you know, via videos, via media, via comments, uh, is that the Black Lives Matter... Well, first of all, there's the Black Lives Matter movement and then there's the organization, the actual organization of Black Lives Matter. I think the movement itself, everyone kind of... Not everyone, but most people will kind of agree with. Yeah, uh, you know, um, in this country... Uh, black people have been taken advantage of. They have been treated poorly. Uh, everyone can see that. So, yeah. But the organization itself, the Black Lives Matter organization, people are starting to find out stuff that maybe isn't, you know, good rapport. You know, it's it's not... There's There's a lot of shadiness going on with Black Lives Matter, starting with the fact that Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is funded by the Democratic National Convention at slash Hillary Clinton. And it's weird that Black Lives Matter is only big every four years, aka every election year. So people start thinking, they go, well, why is it that 
they only get national attention every election year, every election cycle. Is it maybe a way to try and increase uh, voter turnout in favor of the Democrats? Maybe. I think that's one of the reasons why people come out against the Black Lives Matter organization, not to be confused with the movement. There's two completely different things. Because the movement as a, the movement as a whole is so big and so like it's so inclusive of a lot of people, whereas the organization itself is kind of like a, a what is it? I, I was gonna say fundraiser, but no, it's just kind it's kind of like um, I don't know. I, I I just blanked. Besides the point, the organization itself is um you know, actually run by a president, uh, run by, it's almost like its own campaign sort of. Um, but the, the, the whole thing is you don't want to confuse a movement with an organization. Um, you know, it's almost like confusing or, um, putting the democratic national convention, with the entire Democrat Party, meaning like all the voters and everything like that. There's a lot of Democrat voters that don't agree with the mainstream Democrats, and even there's a lot of Republicans that don't agree with mainstream Republicans. It's like that. It's like putting all Republican voters into one big basket and then including them with the RNC and then the Democratic voters, including them with the DNC, you know, with the politicians. I think that a lot of people can agree that most politicians nowadays are just bad people or they don't do their job or they're corrupt and people are distancing themselves from identity politics because of politicians people are not people are identifying more as independent or a third party instead of uh, republican or democrat because of you know the generalization there's a problem today with generalization, not just with politics, but just race. We're seeing that now, generalization of race, gender, whatever. And people want to distance themselves as much as they can. Um, another question I have was about the conf- the uh, the conflict in Yemen. I was surprised by this question because I was like, oh, I'm surprised you're, you're paying attention to something that's not, you know, Black Lives Matter or the election. Um, I was just surprised to see this. But basically, for those of you that don't know, uh, Yemen, the country of Yemen, has been in, a, has been in turmoil, conflict, war, basically. For the past uh, almost nine years, I think. Well, the conflict started about nine years ago, according to experts. Nine years ago, this whole conflict was fueled uh, by uh, failure of a political transition, um, basically, because sometimes we either the United States or other countries will go into the Middle East or other countries like that and they will try and, how do I put it, uh, switch leaders, switch uh, the leaders of that country, whether it's via assassination or something else. But fast forward to around now, 
all this mess has led to practically a civil war. But the Saudis are also involved. And there's a lot of... There's just a, it's a big mess over there. Um, the U.S. right now is, I, I think, they were pretty involved in, initially, but I think there's less involvement now thanks to the president. And there's so there's just so much when it comes to to Yemen. Like you've probably heard bits and pieces of it in the past. You just didn't didn't realize what it was. Drone strikes on civilians, or you know bunch of different stuff and i i you know i appreciate uh i'm sorry i don't have the actual question in front of me i can't see who asked this question but i appreciate asking questions that aren't too mainstream i always enjoy that my opinion on it uh, i think part of the question was what do i think about it personally and i think that as far as the u.s goes there's a lot of things that we should have and still should stay out of because we're seen as the police force of the world so to say and i think that we need to be very careful when holding that title for a few reasons one and this sounds kind of you know dickish but it's not our problem sometimes it's just simply not our problem Every time there's a civil war somewhere out there, we can't just go over and try and help them. Not all the time. Sometimes maybe, but not all the time. Secondly, and this is the one that most people agree with, a lot of times when the U.S. gets involved, things get worse. That's just usually what happens. Iraq. We're in a 8-10 year war in Iraq for, you know, some people argue oil besides the point when we get involved sometimes a lot of times it might be it might end up being worse than it would have been if we didn't get involved uh let me think let me see if i can find any more questions i'll have to screenshot them next time because i forgot that they just disappear after 24 hours oh man oh okay i guess we'll wind it there Next episode is going to be, uh, we're going to have our first um, caller, our first listener caller uh, call in for a few minutes. They'll be able to ask any questions they want uh, in regards to current events going on right now. Similar to this, but you'll be, able, you'll be on the episode asking me questions personally. And uh, keep an eye out for that post. It's going to be on my Instagram probably. Uh, probably on Gonzo tonight Instagram. So be on the lookout for that and you'll have an opportunity to come and, you know, speak with me over the phone. Don't, you know, six foot rule, all that stuff. But thank you again for listening to this episode. Be sure to go check us out on Instagram if you haven't already at Gonzo tonight. Go ahead and check out our Patreon page if you're feeling generous. It's uh, patreon.com slash Gonzo tonight. Uh, and subscribe of course subscribe to the podcast so you can stay updated with when we upload new episodes thank you for tuning in and i'll see you next time